to death after last night this is russell tyndall uh welcome to the never ending adventure podcast and adventure time podcast hey girl how was your evening last night oh it was it was a great evening guys we um we're we're starting off today talking about gotcha with lsp where she's pretending to be fancy but we both had some actual real fancy boy nights last night so fancy boy Tell me about your fancy boy night. What'd you do? We haven't really talked about it yet. I know. So I got a good buddy of mine who apparently has a family friend through their church in Atlanta. And he was like, do you want to go to the opera on, on Saturday night? And I was like, okay, um, for sure. I don't know what that means. I died. Uh, if it wasn't, I didn't know how fancy it was. So we got four guys suited up and then went you know, like front row mezzanine uh, seats. And Ooh, I, I looked that- at the, uh, the the whole like balcony area, um, like not the floor seats, but the first balcony, and we were like front row, dead center on that. So like some of That's the best great. seats in the house. And I look at the uh, the sheet, and I was like, oh, oh, my buddy's uh, friends are like the second highest benefactor of the opera. So. That's they are yeah. My buddy Tim was like, yeah, these are like two hundred dollars seats. Like, oh my gosh, that's great. So yeah, we had a big old boys' night last night. Being what was the performance like? Were you was, impressed? What's uh, your takeaway? Yeah, it was Candide, and it was like a comedy uh, opera. So, in my opinion, it was almost like Broadway, except for the music, pretty much. Um, okay. The acting and the comedy and everything. Uh, there were some ballet elements mixed in there, like. Um, with like dancing choreography and stuff. And overall, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I, yeah, that's great. Um, I would for sure go again. If that's, if that's any indicator. No, that's cool. That, I mean, that's kind of my takeaway. You know, we went to the ballet mm-hmm. when uh, you were in town with Jackie, uh, thanks to Allie. And that was, I mean, what a cool evening. Yeah. That's not something we do very often. So when you go do fancy Fancy boy things like that. It can be pretty fun. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Also, yes, love a good boys night. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, we we literally went to like a one of our like wine restaurants uh, and had like fancy boy dinner, all four of us, and then went into the opera, all dressed up in like suits and everything. And I was like, dang, we fancy, girl. <laughs> hey, <Boys> girl. <laughs> well, my fancy evening was spent at the ballet ball. Mm-hmm. I went to a ball. Every pretty girl needs to go to a ball, you know? So... Uh, I got on my. Do you wear your nice like Squeezy Mart dress and my best Squeezy Mart dress. <laughs> I had a, a blue suit, you know, black black undershirt and black tie, and mm. I honestly like everybody was in tux. I wish I had worn a tux, but oh. I didn't have one, so I just kind of threw together something pretty nice. Yeah, um, it's okay. but You're all the not dancers, like a staff member either, or a dancer, no, or anything yeah. like that. So all, all the dancers weren't in tuxes, so I felt like in, you know, like okay, yeah, I was you were like with the cool creative. kid crowd. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, you, you did not donate enough money to the ballet to wear to have to wear tux. <laughs> I've I've donated my time, and uh, that's it. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> done Allie's much of anything time, for the ballet. And, yeah, mostly yeah. Allie's, you know. The main one, but no, it was it was really fun, man. They did three short performances. We were the late party to the ball, 
Mm-hmm. And so there were some performances earlier in the night that I missed, but then they closed down the night with just like a big funk live band. You know, nice. it's not the the ball I wanted was the like one you see in old movies where everyone's like ballroom dancing. Like the the Anastasia, like Russia ball. Exactly. Yeah. And it wasn't that. And that's okay. I'm fine with that. Here's my takeaway though. All or I, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna say this. It's not that all tall people are rich, but every rich person is tall, and it was, it was making me mad. I, I was like, I'm not yeah, sure. I'm, I'm like there average height, um, right? That's that's rich people. That I in school, I studied kind of like the uh, the CE, like the average person, average male is like five nine in the world. I think is like the average height, and then the average height five, of like seven. CEOs are is like six two. So Dude, de- there's I mean, definitely some like correlation. Everybody there. was tall. It was yeah. crazy. I'm 5'10", and I felt so short. Even, <laughs> like, the tall, rich guys, like, tall, rich wives were also all very tall. And I, I mean, it could have been the heels. I mean, who knows, right? But yeah, I just that's a factor. Well, yeah, my I'm, we, need, we need some man heels. I want to be tall. We do. We really need some man heels. <laughs> Otherwise, great fancy boy night. I really enjoyed it. But let's, let's talk about a, a fancy girl. An, an yeah, LSD let's talk about two girl. fancy girls. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Turtle Princess. She's so fancy. She flies around on a missile at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, I just, I, they, that was never, just never been explained. It, I'm not even sure if it happens again in the show. I, if it does, I totally <laughs> okay. don't remember. But I was like, I guess they were like, I, how in the world does a slow turtle that's a librarian get around far distances and yeah, i guess a, a, a rocket <laughs> a rocket from it reminded me of like did you ever play those um jack and daxter games where you could yes, like yes, get that like game. hoverboard that that's what it reminded me of it does remind me of that yeah totally kind of that because jack and daxter has that kind of futuristic vibe to it yeah and a lot of the like city yeah cool oh yeah Shoot, well, man, I'm gonna i go download I love that. that this this evening and, and play that <laughs> Yeah, it'd be a good game. Uh, but I love that, and I love the fruit pies. I'm just like, where where do these fruit pies come from? Where is she buying fruit pies from? Yeah, and bocce ball. I, I guess they're playing bocce ball out yeah, in the well, field. Let's, yeah, let's, let's go to that first scene regardless, because yeah. I, I wanted to take what you usually say about the show, and you usually say, dude, the colors in this one are like kind of like this cool muted fall color, where it's a little okay. bit more like grays and browns. Than the like blues and greens that the, that the grass kingdom usually portrays, and I was like, that's kind of cool. I think they're either showing seasonality or just trying to like add a little bit of something dynamic to just being out in the grass kingdom. You know, that's great. Yeah, no, I I totally agree, and it's it, it is a good scene. It's a fun little like BMO moment too, where mm-hmm. he's they get a wager. Who doesn't like a good wager? You know, like if I beat you, Jake, you got to call me Sensei for a month. Dude, that's what that's I'm good. saying. That's I, good, man. I say I want to take that into real life because, you know, there's now it's like, oh yeah, if I win this bet, you buy buy me a pizza, buy me a beer. Like, yeah. But if like I'm gonna start saying, hey, to my friends, you have to call me sensei <laughs> for my sensei. Yeah, that's that's a good one for sure. Yeah, we can even and pause, LSD. man. Sensei Bimo, Sensei Bimo is my lovely. Let's sensei just, Bimo. Sensei yeah, Bimo dude. is my lovely for sure. Why not? Why wouldn't yeah. Since BMO B, of course, I mean, BMO was your lovely last week, but mm-hmm. you just can't help it sometimes. It's like he's yeah. so great, you know? It's, it's super tough when every other character like in this episode is supposed to be somewhat annoying, and BMO is the only one that shines. 
Yeah, BMO really does shine. I was looking, I'm like trying to find who my lovely was because it wasn't very obvious. And maybe BMO should have been it. It's Jake for me this week. <laughs> I, I love Jake Elevator. And he mm. just calls out how delusional LSP is and says what like I'm thinking inside. He's like, you're wearing garbage for clothes, LSP, at the end of this episode. And I and I just so relate. I'm like, LSP, the first moment that LSP shows up at the door and she's like trying to flirt with him a little bit and like, hey, Jake, where's Finn? And he just goes, oh, and just looks away. And then Finn comes up, you know, like that's yeah. all I could do. He's just like, oh, do we have to well, accept her as our like, I mean, it's, secretary? It's like, yes. Yeah, we still, well, when, when they, LSP shows up at the door and Jake's like, I can't even, I don't even have words for this. And Finn's like, let's play along. She probably needs help. She seems really depressed, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so Jake, I think for the rest of the episode, pretty much just shuts his mouth because he has nothing nice to say. And it pretty much just builds up to that final moment where he's just like, um, garbage for clothes. <laughs> If you got nothing and, nice to say, don't say anything at I all. Mean, I guess you know. Dude, that's that's the two sides of the same coin of helping somebody who's obviously going through some shit. Um, they'll start doing crazy things like LSP. Like everything she does in this episode is like a cry for help, in my opinion. A, yeah, good way to put it. So I'm laughing. <laughs> I mean, she's no, just so ridiculous. Yeah. And there's two ways to help a person that does that, and one is the coddle them, make them feel special, make them feel like they're contributing, and blah blah blah. And it gets to a point where Finn does it, does it perfectly. Just like uh, Finn should be the backup lovely for just being so patient with her. He should be. He's very patient. But then there's the the tough love aspects of people that are struggling with stuff of like, hey, like the more we coddle you and uh, fluff up the world around you, the more that you will just like totally get ingrained into your like weird psychotic universe that you've built where all the animals in the forest want to hook up with you. You know, like... Yeah, I, I like how Finn handles this because, and I'm sorry to bring in one piece again, but we're mm-hmm. watching through it. And we just got past the time skip, so I feel like an actual fan now, right? 500 episodes later. Um, but we see Luffy handling the um, mermaid princess in a way where he's like kind of giving her crap and kind of being a little bit of a jerk. And that's like his tough love, right? I mean, he's such a great guy. We've never seen him out like this before. And I can only assume as someone who hasn't finished this arc yet that I'm like, maybe he's doing this because she needs that because no one's ever treated her that way. But Finn is handling it in a much better way with hopefully the same result. But I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at right now. I just, if anyone likes One Piece, there you go. There's my plug for uh, <laughs> this episode. There's, there's the plug. And is that is that going to be, that won't be your rec this week, I'm sure. No, I've done that yeah. too many times. I don't yeah, even know. Like, I'm going to have to come up with a rec because I don't have one right now. But what I do have is really who should have been our lovely and maybe definitely the most sexy character of this entire episode. And it's so obvious. As soon as I say it, you're going to know, you're going to be like, oh, well, of course, Billy the Vulture. Wow. The Vulture. What, what a hot item. What a hot item. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Oh man! Well, it may, it makes. I was like, oh yeah, she's making all these like fake things up about all these animals that want her. But I'm like, also like, Turtle Princess yeah. is just a turtle. Like she's yeah. an animal. So like, I mean, Chad, the possible aunt. sentience. You know? Yeah, um, of course. Ricky, we just don't know if it's snake. the uh, Ricky the snake, <laughs> Billy the vulture. Um, I don't know. Chad I do like. That, I do I love know. kind of. Um, you know, as we love to kind of bring up like canonical Adventure Time things that. Um, 
herbing in the woods and and naming all the animals is so canonical with the uh, episode where she runs off, you know, and joins the the wolf pack family, and she's like, "Come on, Jessica!" Like, dude, I can't. Drama. I can't remember what my my time frame was because me and you both had different ideas of what the time frame was with her joining the wolf pack and when she mm-hmm. ran away back in season two, episode ten, to cut a woman's hair. And we've kind of had like different uh, kind of perspectives on on what that timeline is. But this almost makes me feel like canonically she's just been there the entire time. She never really went back to her parents' house. She left and then at some she must have left like pre season two, episode ten yeah. to cut a woman's hair. And she's just been there. And so when we see her in the monster, you're getting, which is that episode with the wolf pack, you're getting mm-hmm. kind of a little bit of a glimpse of like, oh, we're going back in time to when she leaves her parents because they're overbearing or, or whatever it was, right? It's it's interesting. I mean, this is like full circle. She's still in the dang woods. Yeah. Uh, no, it was just like that. The monster was, again, when we reviewed that one, as like a, one of our lowest reviewed ones of the season anyway. And like yeah. the time frame, the time stamps, her being like in the woods and then with her parents, it just didn't make any sense. So at least no, this kind didn't. of picks up where that one left off. And it's like, okay, LSP is like legitimately just okay with living in the woods. And I think that that's fine. I mean, I think that... um her development is it's it's somewhat linear she's a very three-dimensional dynamic character but there's not one of those arcs where she necessarily like uh goes through a big season of change which is pretty much consistent with every other character in the show she's very consistent through the show okay Uh, and i think that that's okay because her big arc is the second episode of the or second third episode of the entire show it's the fact that she was a princess she chooses to leave her family it's all by choice and some part of me gives her props for being able to be in the woods be i don't call it thriving you know but she seems content like she's not like i have to get out of the woods she's not like uh i hate people or i hate being around anyone you know she's just like made her world and she's living in it and so you got to kind of give her even if it's yeah, you know, okay. batshit insane. So, you know, but <laughs> the, the credit of wearing trash bags and just having trashy looking, like obviously decaying purses and that sort of a thing. That's just she's she's accepted that, even though she used to be a princess, and that mm-hmm. is, I don't know, man. I it's, just I, you can't sell me on LSP. I'm that, okay, sorry, that, you can't. That's sell the first. Me. That's the first factor of it. The first factor is that she's created her world and she's proud of it. You know, AKA gone off and been independent. Uh, not having mom and dad support her. On the flip side, and what is confirmed later on in in element uh, elements and elementals, essentially the uh, the mini series. But she's like lumpy space and lumpy people are very different than the universe that Ooh is in. So the fact that um oh gosh, I just remembered um kind of oh what was it, it was like a show where it's almost like everything's opposite. So when she, again, it's like, my lumps are attractive and I, I can totally like live off my good looks. And, and honestly, the whole like being annoying is attractive. Um, and that's yeah, why lumpy in lumpy people. space, like when the boys are like super tiny and insecure, or not insecure, but they're like super quiet and nerdy. And those are like the sexy guys. So I think kind of that, <laughs> like everything in lumpy space is backwards. And so her kind of like, 
trying to figure out how to be seductive, pretending like being lumpy is seductive, wearing trash is, I don't know. There's just maybe some sort of like everything is opposite in her mind. So she truly is in the lumpy space, a master of men as she seems to feel like she is. That, She's going to write yeah. a book for for other women to work their lumps because Turtle Princess, for whatever reason, can't work her lumps. Nobody's into yeah. the Turtle Princess. Uh, which is well, unfair. except for Billy, maybe. Well, Billy the Vulture, you know, uh, he's a hot item. And I guess <laughs> he's, he's going for turtles. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you know, that turtle moves pretty slow. Maybe about to die. I'm into <laughs> I'm into that. <laughs> I just well, yeah, yeah. Don't have to wait around that long before I got a meal coming out. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm into this. <laughs> We're gonna go to the dinner. Are you the dinner? Uh, because I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I so We've at least we've established all of that. We established, you know, I wanted to see, you know, it's funny their relationship, in my opinion, because everybody else seems like they have a really difficult time hanging out with LSP. Um, and she like annoys the shit out of everybody else too much. So like I'm trying to think is is it one of those like opposites attract friendships, or do you think that Turtle Princess is just like that desperate for a friend at all? Like, <laughs> is, is Turtle Princess the only yeah. one lame enough to make LSP feel no, cool I don't, and better I'm not about her that, decisions? I'm not convinced that Turtle Princess is lame yet. I think she just, I don't, maybe she's just super genuine and just super just like, whatever. I mean, she loves the, she's a valley girl too, right? She's a, hey girl. Like, she's she's all yeah, about, I guess we did. She might be even more valley so girl. than LSP because LSP's on a mission. You know, we see her when she's the secretary to Fen and Jake and she's going up the mountain, right, to take the stones that'll help them cross the, um, oh gosh, what is the oh, lock yeah, of the phantoms? Lock of phantoms, yeah. Right, so they're going to toss the rocks because that'll show them the correct path to get through to get into the cave or the cavern or whatever. And we see her answering the phone and Turtle Princess is like, morning girl and lsp is not about it and then finally she kind of gives and she's like okay morning girl you know i'm on a mission you know let me go seems like turtle princess might be even more of a valley girl than lsp is she's mm. more committed to that uh yeah the, the hey girl thing started <laughs> with turtle princess not lsp yeah and i wonder yeah. too maybe it's lsp picking that up like because you know how you have certain friends especially old friends where you oh, see yeah, them they, and they you haven't seen things, them for a long yeah. time and you like oh, I don't speak this way anymore, but like, or I don't act this way anymore, but because this is how we acted or taught when we, and you see it in How I Met Your Mother, there's a great well, Yeah, episode. there's a whole term for it in How I Met Your Mother. It's, uh... I can't remember what it is, though. Um, oh, it, uh, it'll, it'll come to me later. It's it's yeah. like, basically, yeah, having a flashback. Um, uh, what do you call it? Deja, is it not deja vu. Revertigo, uh, I think is what they called it, where you revert yeah. back to your think, old self or something like that. I think you might be right. Like yeah. yeah. So that that might be what LSP is doing with Turtle Princess, but either way, I don't know, man. They seem to be like genuine friends, and that's pretty cool. And I'm glad that someone is with LSP because I'm, you know, she's trying to yeah. sell those lumps, or sorry, those lumps aren't for sale. And my note with that is, I don't know if anyone was buying this episode, except for maybe <laughs> Billy. Billy might have been into it. Maybe Ricky. Ricky definitely. Maybe Ricky. Licked her Ricky, a little bit. You know, we see him for a half second. It's, it's hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, regardless, though, I I think it's it's funny, uh, and we'll get more into this in the second half of our episode, though. That um, I love that LSP's always wanted to 
write a trashy women's novel. And Mm -hmm. essentially, it made me wonder, like, everything else that she does in this episode. So she's, like, sliding her dress off. And then she's like, my dress, woo! And kind of being the damsel in distress. And then going, uh, being there and then being like, what are we eating for dinner? And I was like, what trashy woman's novel has she been reading where this is... (laughs) This is the behavior of <laughs> of enticing men, you know. I've I've never read uh, Fifty Shades for Grey or Fifty Shades of Grey. Obviously, I can't. I don't even know the title. Um, but maybe maybe it's in there somewhere. <laughs> that's the only that's the only one off the top of my head that I can even Madras. think of. Um, I do know a fun fact about that book for some reason that it was fanfic for Twilight. I don't know why I know that, but. That that was like super popular, Fifty Shades of Grey. When yeah, we were, it was a what, very middle school, it was a weird school? season. Yeah, uh, was like yeah, no, just that like, would have been. It had to have been when we were late middle school, early high, like maybe, maybe two thousand nine, two thousand eight. That was the first like trashy romantic book that I can think of. That was just so for me in my lifetime. That was just so openly like obvious that people were reading it, like like yeah. anywhere, like at school, like on the bus, like people are just like sitting there reading this book about sex. And I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it was, choice, it was, you know? same, oh, dude, it was weirdly culturally accepted. Um, yeah, it was, as it like was normal, you know? So I, but I maybe know. it should be, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it should be. So it, well, it's again, if you, I'm not if trying you to watched, get the yums of all the youths that enjoyed that book and the elderly youths that enjoyed yeah. the, those books. Yeah. They, I there's, I guess, I mean, one. There's got to be a, a a male alternative to that. I don't know if it's like you're out there reading like Wolf of Wall Street on the a bus. Masculine and alternative? Like, I don't know. Twitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Listening Wolf to Joe of Wall Rogan Street. Podcast yeah, maybe that in is. public. <laughs> oh, Something yeah. like uh, that. Well, also, like you had a whole. That, we don't tangent on this podcast, but no. you certainly had like a whole wave of like. Uh, girls talking about their sex lives on podcasts, sort of a thing. Like I know the, that's, the really that's popular more one. Normal, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I can't I remember that, what. I call that more normal. What is the one that's on uh, Barstool that blew um, up and then Spotify? Call me daddy. Call, yeah, call her daddy. Yeah, call her daddy. Yeah. That's what it. Call me yeah. daddy. Call I truly <laughs> listened. I listened to a few episodes of that. It, it, it was interesting at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, no, she's she has a great podcast. She does and a then, great interview style too. I, I will also say I'm not above it. I will say I listen. I've listened to not recently, but in the past, probably 40 episodes of uh, "Guys We Effed" the podcast. <laughs> I have not listened uh, to that one. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. They bring they interview guys that they've slept with, and it's like two comedians uh, in Chicago, and it is funny. So That's shout out funny. to a podcast that I haven't listened to in like two years. <laughs> well, let's be real. If that was that would actually be a hilarious podcast for LSP and and TP to do. Oh yeah. Dude, okay. I don't know about you and I know we're going to I've I've seen some spoilers just in comments of people commenting about Finn and LSP and mm-hmm. we don't have to talk about it here in case anyone actually is going episode by episode through the show with me and with you. Um but I I get so nervous with LSP like at the beginning yeah. of this episode, she's like, I'm going to try and seduce Finn. And I'm like, where are we going with this? Like, there's something yeah. about her that is just chaotic. And and you just never know what she's going to say or what she's going to do. And that really makes me nervous when she's on screen and she's making these decisions and she's 
like well, sleeping over all of a sudden. It just yeah, feels that's, well. Think weird. about this too. She obviously is not thinking about it either because when she gets trapped in the uh, Magic Mountain Hall of Mirrors, essentially. Oh yeah, yeah. Then she sees Finn and she thinks it's just Finn on the other side who takes his hat off and he's got the sexy hair and his shirts off and he starts walking towards her and she's like. Oh my gosh, I didn't think this far ahead. Oh my gosh, this is moving too fast. So like, yeah, yeah. she even like it's so, like, she's it so chaotic far. because she doesn't know when taking it too far. It's like taking it too far. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I'm glad it's I feel justified in that because I, I really do feel that way. Whenever she's on screen, I just don't know what's gonna come out of her mouth. And maybe that's the brilliance of her character, perhaps. I'm, it really is. It's a little bit of like the um, I, I really got it in the creeps episode because everything that she said out of her mouth was just like, I blew up the bathroom. I want, I want lumpen waffles from my dump truck. Like I like the, that chaos of the, like no shame in the shit that comes out of my mouth. You know, I, I appreciate that. I love that. I think I like that hum- humor too in yeah. general, but for you, it's more like anxiety driving. Yeah, I just get nervous for some reason. Well, I get let's, it. I let's, get it. I think we should take a moment, and uh, I'll I'll be a little less nervous on the other side of the commercial break. If that's all right. Yes, that sounds good. Today's episode is brought to you by Neptur's Fruit Pies. Forget about your traditional pies or those nasty ass apple pies that little elephant in the wood keeps trying to seduce you with. Neptur's new line of delicious, nutritious, scrum-diddly-umptious fruit pies are all the rave in the grass kingdom. In three new flavors, strawberry, blueberry, and passion fruit, these pies come packed with 167 different vitamins, minerals, and magical little tidbits brought to you just by Neptur himself. If you think you liked pies in the past, just wait till you slide one of our succulent fruit sauce pockets right down your gullet. It'll have you screaming for more, baby. Disclaimer, these pies are meant for eating, not lipstick or writing, or hucking at vultures, just just don't be weird. Okay, just eat them. Don't don't freaking do anything else. You freaking weirdo. Welcome back, everybody. I uh, hope you had a nice little break. I know I did. I'm sipping on some Pepsi. I'm not really a soda guy, mm. but here I, I am. I know. I almost bought the Pepsi Peeps flavored today. Oh, they okay. have Peeps flavored Pepsi. So if you get another soda, get that one. I I want a review of it. You know, to be honest, uh, there's soda in the house because Allie drinks it, not because I drink it. And I end up drinking it because it's there. Mm. So uh, That's easy. Regardless, I did want to say this is kind of random. And I'm so sorry if you didn't listen to last week's episode. I started last week's episode by saying ravioli, ravioli, give me the formulae. And I wanted to eventually say I had had dinner. I had had ravioli for dinner that night. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I, I don't know why. I was just like, so I thought about it last night. I was like, huh, I guess I just left that as a really weird intro for last week's podcast with no callback. So here's your callback to last week's intro. Here's your callback, <laughs> and I hope that you've watched SpongeBob. Otherwise, that ultra yeah, doesn't make sense. falls flat. All of it falls flat. Well, all of it falls we did, flat. We did talk about my lovely earlier being Jake, but we didn't talk about, honestly, and I, as we were on the commercial break, I realized why he, like the biggest moment, my, my tops of the episode... The reason why Jake was my lovely, other than the fact that he's calling out and the ending, great. But Jake has saltines. He's just so excited. She's like, "What's for dinner?" Like Finn's like, "Ah, uh, I don't know. We Blue- got we got blueberries, blueberries, right?" And Jake's just like, 
Jake has saltines. <laughs> two saltines. Just two saltines. <laughs> he was so excited. Uh, he was uh, he was adorable, and and he's my lovely. So, and that's that's the tops is nice, Jake has saltines. Nice. <laughs> I, I Jake's moment. What you said the the reason why he got your lovely the ending scene is my tops, but it's it's the combination of both things. Him going, you're wearing garbage for clothes, and then her just going gotcha and like floating away out the back and i do love the very last second of this episode i love that it kind of ties a little bit lsp being able to float remember we even saw it during the uh the what was it the the bouncing tea the candy tea bouncing ceremony from season one and lsp is like oh, floating yes yeah so we had like questions around that and she kind of stumbles she, down yeah she backs out the window and then kind of like so you can tell that she can't like fly fly and then she does have to be a certain a bit off of like yeah. the ground itself <laughs> gotcha so i did oh, appreciate man. them throwing that little like tidbit in there for the real fans of being like oh yeah she can't just like fly away into nothingness yeah it is so interesting to me how she she got this fake job she creates her in with ben and jake is that oh i'm gonna create a fake, like she's creating this also awkward scenario, CEO, secretary, awkward dynamic, you know, kind of a, I don't know. She's, well, she's forcing a, trope a of some uh, sort. Yeah, she's forcing a situation that would typically be an inappropriate fire. work situation, right? So that's awkward enough. Um, and also, I, I just wanted to say, I don't think secretaries typically spend the night. Uh, I don't think they go on the adventures and they probably don't do manual labor all that often and they definitely don't take their dresses off and swing it around but <laughs> regardless she crushes this interview right so she and by that i mean she goes hey i saw your flyer let me be your secretary and they're just like oh gosh i feel so sorry or finn is really because jake could care less and finn's like oh gosh i feel so like look at her we gotta let her be our secretary so she nailed the interview as she says but i i was curious if you had had a, a worst interview story and you said there wasn't anything that really came to your mind. So I'll tell my worst interview story. And it's certainly a bit of immaturity. I, I don't crush it uh, as she did. And I didn't get hired for sure for this job. Um, but there was a talent agency. I was brand new to Nashville. It was the first week I moved up. So everything was new to me. I, I didn't know where I was half the time. You know, you're constantly using Google Maps or whatever the Maps app mm -hmm. is on your phone to find your way around town. Um, so I was a little late. The building wasn't marked as that talent agency. It was something else. And they were inside that building. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Dude. I yeah, know exactly right that office. It was right off of Numumbrian, right? Mm -hmm. But like, yep, yep. I walked by that. I, I used to work in that building too, uh, for dude, a different company. Nowadays, like, it would have been so easy. I would have crushed it, right? Yeah. Well, maybe not because I go in for this interview, and I've actually interviewed with the same person twice for the same position. Oh gosh. Uh, so <laughs> the second one was just as awkward. She was oh, like, that's "Awkward." She's like, "People cry all the time in this position because we get yelled at by agents and we get yelled at by so and so, and it's just like by venues or whatever because we're the contract people." Uh, for the talent agency. And I was just like, this is so like uncomfortable. Why are you telling me that people in this position cry and get upset? Um, and this position sucks that bad. But regardless, that day, I walk into the office, I'm talking to this lady, there's a drum set in the corner. And I'm like, oh, 
sweet, like easy in. I'm going to talk about how I play drums and like how it's so refreshing to see drums in an office space. And that must mean that they have performances or whatever. And she immediately goes, oh, I hate the drums. I hate that they're here. No one plays them <laughs> when I'm around. And like sometimes one of the head agents or like the the CEO will play it. She's like, I just can't stand it. And I'm like, oh, and you were like, that. I, I know, yeah, that's, that's, I've had interviews. I can't, I don't know if specific moments like that. I just, I'm trying to remember I had one where essentially like I was ready to groove. And, oh, you know, the, you know what? I was interviewing um, for somewhere in Los Angeles when I was living there. And they, I think I was just like ready to talk about professional stuff. And they were like, what are your hobbies? And I was like, well, I had like no money at the time. So it was hard to have hobbies. And I was like, um, yeah. I like walking around and uh, like eating good food. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. I sound like the most boring person because I was like, yeah. I, I couldn't. I wasn't like even like ready to talk about myself, um, but that's why you need interview Russell, practice, you know? Yeah, me and Russell go to the mafiosos on Tuesday sometimes and we get two for ones. God, yeah, I used to get blasted every Tuesday at mafiosos for like $7. <laughs> that, was, I mean, that was one of the best deals in the entire world. It I, really was. Oh I don't know gosh. if I was ever blasted, but you definitely would leave there with a buzz because yeah, they you give you like four giant beers for- You get two, four high gravity beers for like yeah. literally $8. Yeah, it was um, quite the time when we first moved out to Nashville. That was enjoyable, certainly. Yeah, um, that was, it was good days. I but, gained a lot of weight, but it was good days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Regardless, <laughs> man, I mean, it's just so funny to me that I ended up interviewing with that lady twice. And also to anyone who's just graduating from college or still finding their way, like I didn't get my first job in the music industry until I had sent out at least 52 mm -hmm. different cover letters and well over a hundred resumes. I mean, I, I remember, I remember you doing. I mean, it was time. just it was yeah. a year, year and a half before yeah, you landed I, that job. And hey, man, and you could have just walked down, up to anywhere you wanted to work with a sign that said, "I'm I'm answering your flyer," and it's a homemade flyer for their <laughs> company. This, hey, know, now, now there's a Enough. new that's a new hiring technique or new uh new interview strategy. It's just walk up to uh, Universal Records and just be like. I'm answering uh, the flyer that you guys left yeah, on the and, street. And show you know? up in like a plastic garbage bag and stuff. You know, that's a <laughs> squeezing mark. Also, what a cool also, callback. Yes, you know? I was going to see it? if you noticed uh, of Squeezy Mart. Yeah, where Clarence died. Yeah, where Cl Clarence died in Jake's flashback in the Ghost Princess episode. That was that was fun. I, I, I love when they're like bringing in old episodes like that. And I, so I thought that was... I, well, it took me a second because I watched this episode the first time and I was like, I wonder what the Squeezy Mart is. And I had that as a note and then was like, I know that name. And then looked back and through like factoids and I was like, oh, that's where Clarence OD'd on nacho cheese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So that's that's great. I'm glad the the writers brought that back in because it does make the world feel bigger and more connected. And not yeah. in a way where it's like, oh, by the way, like, my dad is this person and I'm related or like I was best friends with him when I was a kid that they just kind of throw mm. in to make everyone like related. That kind of makes me mad in shows sometimes, but it is nice yeah. to have just like little, you know, little full circle, like, Oh, nice callback. I enjoy that. And, and they do a good job so far yeah, with, I like Adventure that. Time. Well, you'll get a lot more of it too. I feel like the, like they do a really good job of like references or personality traits or, 
Uh, I mean, even in this episode, the squeezy Mart was like the deep cut one, but the fact that, you know, she's still at that same spot in the woods um, from to cut a woman's hair. Yeah. Dude, season season two. That's so crazy. Season two, yeah. episode 10. Uh, yeah, I guess no, I just I, need to I accept it at today, this point. This I just got to let 90, it be. Yeah, it's our 96th episode right now. And I was like, I kind of sat there. Um, my wife's thinking about starting a podcast with her friend. And I was like, that's that's crazy. Like, I, we can help a lot with you guys. And I was like, because I've done 100 episodes of my own. So. Yeah. No, totally. That'd be fun to talk talk about it with them. Uh, and I actually earlier today saw the Instagram account, but... Uh, she's not paying us for an ad, so sorry, Ned. I'm not shouting out. <laughs> we, can't, we can't plug. Podcast we can't plug there yet. yet. Uh, now I do. <laughs> now the fact that you referenced uh, Squeezy Mart, I did have some actually two other cultural references from this episode that I thought you, I thought you would think at least one of them was really cool, and you probably get the reference more than are I. Are the do, Mystery but, Mountains one of them? No, no. It's oh, there's actually dang. two that are both in reference to like the Mirror Room. Um, the first, and I actually watched the full scene on YouTube. Type in Must Conan, be the, the, Conan the Destroyer Mirror oh. Room. Um, it's this old, I think like 70s, if not early 80s. I think it's 70s movie. Um, I think it's like a, one of the spinoffs of Conan the Barbarian. Um, and there's a whole scene where he is fighting a monster in like a room full of mirrors. And he realizes that if you start breaking the mirrors, it will kill the monster. And it almost looks like this scene was inspired by that. And it's also a greased up, super buff dude playing Conan. And I was like, okay, that kind of has that trashy female romance novel uh, aspect to it. So I think that's why they maybe did the whole like, the, the buff hero. Is it hero. a hall of mirrors? Are we talking about like a hall of mirrors? Because then you also would have, which technically what we saw in this episode wasn't, a hall of mirrors because there's no. a Batman uh, to kill or a killing joke. You have the like, I'm going to break all these mirrors so I can find out where the Joker is. Oh, no. And then no, you yeah, also have uh, Jackie Chan or not Jackie Chan. Sorry. Bruce Lee's um, one of his main movies where he does a very similar thing where he breaks all the mirrors. But I yeah, thought about Naruto because yeah. there's in the very first Naruto season and actually the first like main arc of Naruto, Sasuke and Sakura going out into the world with Kakashi to uh, take a bridge builder to where he needs to go, they get ambushed by an Anbu black ops from uh, uh, another village. I think it's Anbu, but regardless. Um, and one of them has ice powers where they make ice mirrors and she shows up or he shows up in all the different ice mirrors and attacks down through mm. all of them at once. That's and cool. it's so interesting to see how the, the dark grody monster, as LSP describes it, comes out of the mirror right in front of her where she is seeing him. And then in the very next cut, he's coming out of all the different mirrors at the same time. And there's a ton of them. Yeah. That's cool. I wish that was an ice king power, honestly. Yeah, that would be sweet. Maybe yeah. it is well, at some point. Who that's knows? actually, well, leading to your point about the uh, attacking through the mirrors, the other reference that uh, I read about was that it's possible. There's, I mean, there's tons of games where there's like a nega, a uh, shadow protagonist. Um, one in Kingdom Hearts. That's like one of my Link. favorite video games. There's always a Shadow Sora uh, that attacks. Um, and it was, yeah, the, the reference I knew you would get would be uh, the Dark Mirror creating Shadow Links in Zelda. So Yeah, very cool. That's a great reference, man. I, I, I am definitely a Zelda fan, and I can only say I've ever gone through and beaten one of the games, but 
Um, and that was Breath of the Wild. And I've yep. gotten so close on Ocarina of Time so many times, and then I just lose. <laughs> um, like I get you lose your busy and, and I just forget to play. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're massive games, so I don't blame you. Yeah, for sure. Dude, I, well, I liked the Mystery Mountains. That's why I was hoping there was some sort of a reference to the Mystery Mountains because I'm like, in my mind, yeah. I just think of the Misty Mountains from Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah. But I well, want to know what else is there. Like, what's going on in the Mystery well, this, Mountains? It's obviously, there's probably a lot in general. Um, at the beginning of this episode, I was like, why are they just going? Why are, why are they just, they know of this place? Also, Jake mistake of the episode, the uh, Lock of Phantoms is like all but you know, 20 yards wide. Jake could have totally stretched them over no, it. No, you, you can't LSP stretch over that. LSP could have There's flown no way. over it. She, she could, you, you watch her, she's, she could float right over it, dude. dude so there I are don't schools know. in that thing. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that was my thing. Uh, however, I was wondering, yeah, why in the world did they find this one cave? And it is revealed later that Princess Bubblegum sent them in there to destroy the mirrors. So what I kind of want to know is like, what was Princess Bubblegum doing there or one of her like candy people or whatever doing there that happened to the point where she was like, okay, you have to go destroy the Hall of Mirrors. Like, did we lose like a candy person? Did they die in there? Like, yeah, is there a I purpose no idea. to yeah. this outside of what we know? Like maybe she's trying to slowly conquer the mystery mountains or something yeah. and, and make part it, of the Kenny kingdom. I it's either know. that or I, I do know when in later seasons, when um, more flame princess lore and stories come up that uh, PB does access and, and read a lot of like energy levels where energy levels being a uh, higher low in the land of Ooh. So maybe there was a huge like energy reading from this like hall of mirrors. And she was like, no, y'all got to go destroy that before it gets like, too powerful or something okay hmm. maybe well, Ned, I, maybe but i think we need to talk a little bit i mean about how this episode really wraps up right it's mm -hmm. it's interesting because you have this big revelation that lsp has where it's like oh my gosh finn was the hot one like finn mm -hmm. says to her in he's, like he's after got, the battle he's got scene, hot lumps but they're on his insides they're on the insides but he even says to her, and this is right before she has this like big realization, says, you don't need a mirror to look good. You're beautiful on the inside, like your brain and stuff. And mm -hmm. so she takes that, she's going back, she's going to write this book, and she just like has a meltdown, I guess, <laughs> and then determines yeah. what you just said. She's just like in her writing, and I paused it. Did you pause to see what she wrote? Yeah, well, uh, I, I didn't pause it. I saw a couple of like excerpts from it, but yeah. I didn't. Stop it's basically basically Finn's a great person and how Finn is the hot one. And then she also kind of mentions like, oh, also the monster is even hotter. <laughs> the shadow monsters. <laughs> the that shadow were monster was hotter. <laughs> even hotter. Um, it sounded like, yeah, from what I read, it's like she she wrote the truth about Finn. Like she didn't like seduce Finn. The Finn was always the hot one all along. However, she still threw in that good, like trashy, uh, trashy novel for women. <laughs> You know. There is a, a thing though at the very bottom of this where she talks about how she she beat up Melissa in a bathroom because yeah. Melissa pissed her off. And that that did give me pause. <laughs> I was like, maybe she's not beautiful on the inside, Finn. <laughs> like, no, well, be... yeah, that was kind of the thing. And if you can tell Finn says it again from what we originally talked about to keep this episode off, is is he He's obviously 
can see that she's going through something and he's trying to be like, what can I do in terms of being nice and supportive to get you through it? And I think that this hits her so hard, man, because she's never heard, like literally, not only has she not ever heard those words before, because in our culture, obviously, that's like such a cliche to tell somebody like, oh, you're beautiful on the inside. And it's almost like a kind of an insult now. In I guess in a kind of coming out of lumpy space, not having many friends in ooh, like that's not even a concept that she has considered. The fact that it's uh, it's all been about her lumps. It's all been about how hot Brad is. It's all been, and it's it's all been that materialistic, very egocentric mentality. So this is the first time she's ever being like, oh, I, like my personality can be the reason why people would want to hang out with me. She's never even thought about that before. It's kind of wild if you think about she, it. She's just quintessential, bless her heart, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah LSB, bless her heart. That's what we would well, say in the South. <laughs> you remember You remember when I was talking last week about this common themal- themality? I'm making up words now. This yeah, common thread through this season of the the pursuit of community and the pursuit of that camaraderie. Um, and... I see that LSP has a friend in Turtle Princess, obviously. Uh, but LSP, I think, is just so lost in terms of uh, herself and self-worth and oh, I'm only worth as much as my lumps or whatever. But in my opinion, it was very much reflective of Simon in the last few episodes that she's just latching on to Finn and Jake. I think that subconsciously she wants to go on this mission because she just wants to go and spend a night with with people. I think she's tired of being alone. I think she sets out on, I'm going to be your secretary and I'm going to go and venture with you. I think it's subconsciously her latching on and kind of parasiting on to Finn and Jake's energy, you know, because they're just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying she's just trying to sleep on their couch. She's just so yeah. sick of being in the woods. Like, please, That's just what I'm one saying. Day. I mean, my most punchable, uh, and for what it's worth, the mornings are the most punchable time of the day, if you have to ask me. I think we all look a little rough in the mornings. I know mm-hmm. today I had a crazy cowlick that I just couldn't get <laughs> rid of. Uh, but dang, does LSP look rough in the morning after sleeping on that wood sofa. They're, the <laughs> imprints on her face are just so ridiculous looking. Um, <laughs> So, you know, and also it's interesting. I was going to say that to your point a second ago, Finn just sees the good in people, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's always the case. Like he doesn't with Ice King. He doesn't always see the good in Ice King. It, 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 I think Ice King, again, kind of last week, that's why that one was important. <clears throat> and that's why we see it with LSP again this week is that Finn is way less of season one where it's like smash evil no repercussions uh boom 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 and finn's starting to open up and see like um uh, i remember oh finn was really skeptical about tree trunks coming on their journey because she's like she's gonna die and i really don't want her to come along now he's like lsp yeah come along on our journey if this makes you feel better he is a lot more sympathetic than he was in season one so there's still yeah, some growth there for sure. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that for sure, man. Well, yeah. hey, 
interesting episode. I'm I'm into it. Uh, I I guess my last note is I was trying to figure out what sort of uh, style this was. She's wearing garbage for clothes, right? And for whatever reason, Allie had a bit that she decided that she was going to do. And it was great. She's just like, fashion okay. baby. <laughs> just just like, oh, that's hot, co- co- sorry, hot couture uh, style, which is kind of like the like very high-end fashion that you see on runways where it's like provoking for the sake of being exactly. provoking. I, 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 hey, now challenge to Allie. Can she make a sexy dress out of Kroger bags? Well, what she did say, and she might be able to, um, but that that'll be between me and her. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. So, anyways, the the other thing that was actually this was a really interesting point. I mean, to the fashion of wearing garbage bags for high end fashion, Allie was kind of like she's kind of. I mean, and again, this was sort of a bit the way she was saying it, but. She's like, for what it's worth, the fashion industry is the second most damaging industry in the world behind fossil fuels. Um, and so mm-hmm. she kind of was joking that LSP is being an environmental hero of sorts. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Just to- total recycling, 100% recycled clothing, not not 0.1%. Yeah. So I, I can't take credit for that. That's That was a, an alley bit. Hey, and it, was, it was funny. That's a great, well, that's a great way to segue because that's a, almost a pseudo lesson, but that's like a uh, adventure time lesson. But I'd love to yeah. hear like what your end episode lesson is. Ned, travelers, I didn't learn crap from this episode. <laughs> I'll just be honest with you. Maybe No lessons. Maybe like I'm just a little weary of what LSB is going to do when she's on mm. stage or when she's on the show. And so like, that's where my mindset you, you is need constantly. A, a season where you're not so nervous about LSP. Yeah, there's something about her on screen that gives me some sort of a subtle anxiety that I can only express Ooh, as being. You're gonna hate elementals. <laughs> well, it's it's <laughs> unpleasant in nature is the anxiety uh-huh. that I feel. So, I, Ned, I feel what you. is your lesson? I got two. Uh, the first one is your hottest lumps are on the inside. That's easy lesson right there. Um. But the other one is going into like Finn's mentality on this one. It can only take a few words, but spending time with somebody who's obviously going through something, taking the time to figure out what's making them tick and what's, you know, poking the bear, why they're acting weird, why they, um, even if they're insufferable to be around, this is almost reflective of last week's lesson, like to a T, but providing the perfect support when it's needed is very, very hard. Um, and honestly, it's like one of the most selfless if acts that you can do for somebody is to like fully like open them into your life and be like, I can't help you uh, unless I understand you a little bit, even if it's annoying or whatever. And give them that support until it's time to hit them with the Jake of like, you've been supported. You've had all the encouragement in the world. You're still showing up in our house wearing garbage. And we're just going to tell you that's not normal. You can't do like, we helped you already. Now you can't wear garbage anymore. Or please don't. (laughs) Please don't get out. So uh, I love that like two sides of the same coin of, um, I don't know, long-winded lesson. But I I like that we, that's kind of been what's most thought-provoking for me the last few weeks. Yeah, that's great. Do you have a a rec for us this week? Man, I don't know if I necessarily have a a, a rec. I'm smoking some ribs right now, so that's great. 
My okay. rec, I mean, because we had fancy boy nights out and I went to the opera again, I, yeah. I went in with low expectations and I just had a great time. And my rec is just going to be like the thing that's out there that you haven't done. And you're like, I don't know if I want to spend money on it when I could just go to do something, do the new thing, that new thing you've never gone. A fancy just go night. I think yeah, we fancy can night. both. I don't, or if it's like, Hey, I've never been to that, you know, minor league baseball game. I've never been to that ice cream shop on that side. Just to go do the new thing that's on your docket. Yeah. Um, that's well, keep in your, your back keep pocket. your weeks fresh. Yeah. Certainly, that's so yeah, important. Keep, that's I have the best been doing way a good to slow down time. Yeah, I was just going to say so. the best way to slow down time is the to keep your weeks fresh and and not just to live for the weekends and do something exciting that you're looking forward to on the weekdays as well. Uh, I I mean I'll piggyback off that and just say like what we were just saying like have a fancy fancy boys fancy or night. whatever night you know whatever you want to call it and and I know I'll, you know boys night is like you know. It's, it's, it's the thing, right? But like, it could be any sort of a night, what, whatever sort of night you want to call it. Like, have a theme for it, make it goofy. Oh yeah, one of my best Nashville nights was to. was me, you, and JL's uh, boys' night dancing out. That oh, was yeah. hilariously fun. Yeah, man. I think what's so funny about the concept of boys' night is that it's you know you're doing something that you wouldn't necessarily do, or you're like doing a, a date night with your your bros or your homies, yeah, like exactly. whoever that is. Um, and maybe that's less unusual for some people, but certainly it, it it's fun. Regardless, oh, no, I love it. I agree. Agree with you, hundred percent. Tell me about next week because I've seen the title and I am so excited mm, for next week. So episode. excited! Next week we we're talking about Card Wars, and it is no joke. At least in the top five episodes of the entire show for me. Simple, I'm so excited. It's for a it. Treehouse episode. You guys know I love Treehouse episodes. It's like. Magic the Gathering. I love Magic the... I, I like Magic the Gathering. I don't love Magic the Gathering. But it's he that. It. It's it's a Treehouse episode and adventure. It's a lot of my favorite things combined into one. So it's going to be very good. Good. Hey, well, thank you all for sticking with us this week and listening and following the podcast on, on whatever app you listen to, uh, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts. Please give us a review. It helps so much. And we will send you a sticker. Uh, I think we still have those. I've run out here, mm-hmm. so Ned's going to be in uh, charge. Yeah, I'm taking over. Forward. You'll be getting them from me and some of my poorly uh, poorly handwritten notes. I oh, hope that you same. can read my handwriting. When I was doing it, I was I had to have Allie do a couple of them because I was so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like over here reading my sticky notes that I've got notes all over my desk, and I'm like, I can't read my own handwriting. So oh, good luck to well, you guys. Check us out on Instagram at Neverending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Neverending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Email us your thoughts, your opinions. Get on the Traveler's Log. We, I believe we'll have a Traveler's Log segment next week, nice. um, but I didn't get around to checking the email this week, but I think I saw one there and I am pumped. Come on, man. Like, let's get the Traveler's Log going. I say it every week. Um, you know, again, stickers for reviews and... Hey, bring a friend to the podcast next week. I I've done this before, but like maybe next week's a bring a friend to the podcast week. So if you bring your friend to the podcast and let us know, we'll send you two stickers. They'll get one too. Oh man! All right. Oh yeah, snap. I like it. I like it. Well, hey, thank y'all so much, Ned. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Party I forever. Love that you guys.